Welcome to the IT Career Guy Coaching Show. Helping you launch your new technology career, guiding you as a new leader, or becoming your own boss. Inspiring you to succeed. Welcome everybody to the IT Career Guy. Getting hired in IT. I help IT job seekers of all ages who are struggling to gain the skills and experience necessary to get a technology job by gaining clarity and developing themselves into a technology professional. It's a highly competitive world and you need every advantage possible to be able to blow away the competition and achieve your full potential. If you feel that you need help with anything I'm covering in today's podcast, reach out to me through my website at itcareerguy.com contact or email me directly at daryl at itcareerguy.com. Tell me what you're struggling with and I'll answer you. If you need personal guidance, I provide one-on-one help. Schedule a session with me directly. We'll work together to get to the bottom of all your challenges. Again, check out my website for more details, itcareerguy.com. So now let's get started with episode six, choosing your path in IT. So which path do you need to take in IT? There are quite a few paths you can take in IT. I mostly focus on the ones that you that do not require a degree if you haven't heard my previous episodes, this is how to get hired in IT, right? The seven steps, no degree required. So I'm going to talk a little bit about those that require a degree, but those aren't the ones I want to focus on. Again, first, I want to explain to you the breakdown of an of, a, of your average IT organization, the, the classical IT organization, which is a centralized IT department. And then I'm going to break down all the different responsibilities within that and how they how they are organized. So the main paths in IT that I discuss are end-user support, things like desktop services, service desk, help desk, infrastructure, which includes network engineering, systems administration, database administration. You know, I kind of I, I set it aside just like I did cybersecurity because they could fall within different departments depending on the organization and the philosophy behind how an IT organization should be ran. So take this off with a grain of salt. Every organization tends to have their own methodology or philosophy about how an IT department should be organized. I'm just going to break down it break it down by the most common and the classical IT organization, which is a hierarchical organization under a CIO. For those paths that I don't normally talk about a whole lot, that mostly require degrees are things like data analysts, project management, business analysis, and the quality assurance or whatever uh, type roles. So getting to the org chart. Well, at the top of the org chart, obviously, is this traditionally the CIO. Some companies don't have a CIO. They don't even have a CTO. Well, let me break it down. A CIO is a chief information officer. Normally, the person is responsible for all things within IT department. Off to the right of the CIO, you would have some organizations would have a CTO, which is a chief technology officer. That person is mostly out there uh, to set the strategic direction of what new technologies are going to be utilized or how best to leverage the current technologies and capabilities of an IT department. They're to assist the CIO and align IT with the business and what the business is trying to get done. Not every IT organization has a CTO, but underneath the CIO, you'd have VP of operations or what is commonly referred to today as INO, which is infrastructure and operations. Underneath the VP of operations, you would have the service desk, desktop support, network engineering, systems architecture and administration, and sometimes, like I said before, database administration as well. And off to the right of the 
VP of INO, you would have the VP of Applications and Systems Development. Underneath that VP, you would have Applications Engineering or Application Development, Application Administration and Support, and sometimes, like I said, Database Administration, depending on the organization, how they want to divvy up the responsibilities. Uh, the next department within an IT organization that falls under the CIO would be the VP of IT Services. Now, this is for mostly the more mature IT organizations or the larger organizations who need these functions in order to be able to coordinate all the activities that goes on between the business and the IT organization. So the VP of IT services, you'll find things like project management, quality assurance, risk management. Under risk management, you'd have security sometimes or securities off by itself underneath this department. You see how securities kind of can float around just like the DBAs do. I would recommend if I'm designing an IT organization that IT security would fall right under the CIO under its own department, give it its autonomy. However, each other group should have a representative, someone or something, some people whose primary objectives are to enforce that security. I don't want to go too far into all that, but IT security is one of those paths that don't really necessarily need a degree, so I'm going to be speaking to that a lot as well. And it's, it's a discipline that is near and dear to my heart since I am you know, deep into IT security myself. So breaking all this down and getting to the nuts and bolts that you're probably really wanting to hear about are what goes on in all these different areas of expertise where and which one fits you the most. So end user support. I'm going to start at the easiest one to get into, but just because it's the easiest to get into and a lot of people think it's the the low man on the totem pole kind of thing. That's not necessarily true. You know, end user support can lead to a lot of different things and a great career path for a lot of people. Most importantly, does not require a degree and it is the easiest point of entry and the most common point of entry for all those who get into IT. So what falls under end user support? Here are the different disciplines that are most common under end user support. Service desk, also known as Help desk, desktop support, and some people think, well, what's the difference between desktop support and help desk? Well, desktop support is the man on the ground. They're they're the guys out there helping the customer out in person, delivering new machines, taking away old ones, fixing printer issues, fixing you know anything that requires hands-on. A desktop support person is primarily there for the end user support. Uh, then you have the user experience engineer. What is a UX engineer? UX meaning user experience. That's It's a fairly new term for an old discipline about how to present IT services to the end user. The end user support engine or end, the user experience engineer designs the presentation piece of uh, whatever applications and services that IT is deploying. So what would a UX engineer be doing? Spending time with the users, understanding them and what helps them the most, how they work, how they do their job, etc. So they can come back and give feedback to say like the application development team, oh, well, the user uses things in this manner. So you may want to tailor your application to do these things in this method, in this in this way. You know, they like the big buttons or they like fewer buttons and more uh, data entry type uh, user interfaces. Or they may go to the infrastructure folks and say, you know, they're not really liking the VPN, but they want to hit their services just straight from a browser. 
And so that now that gives the infrastructure people some guidance on how they should allow access to services that aren't normally allowed through anything other than like VPN. So a lot of different things you can do under end user support. Again, the most common way to get into IT is through this path via the service desk or the help desk. All right, so what are some of the helpful certifications that will help you get a job in this area? Well, I prefer because it's some of the fastest, easiest, uh, and you see them on most job descriptions when it comes to these jobs, is the CompTIA or CompTIA certifications, the A+, Network+, Security+, those certifications. Now, if you really want to go deep into being an in, uh, the service desk or help desk professional, you want to go after the HDI uh, line of certif- certifications, the CSR, Customer Service Rep, HDI DST, which is the desktop support tech, those carry a lot of weight with service desk and help desk professionals. They tend to be more expensive and more time consuming to obtain than the CompTIA certifications, but they're highly recommended. And of course, for those who are out there, the few who who work in Apple type environments or are looking to work on Apple computers, the ACMT. All right, so that, that covers end user support. And the next line I want to talk about is the infrastructure and operations department. So under this department, we have network administration or engineering, Windows systems administration, uh, Unix Linux system administration, even virtualization engineers. Now, VX engineers or virtualization engineers are those who are highly skilled individuals who specialize in virtualizing the systems, the networks, the storage, all that good stuff. So you're talking about people that deal with the open stack technologies, the VMware uh, virtualization technologies, whether it's ESX, NSX, all those things. And there's also the automation people as well uh, that get into automation and orchestration. Now, I know that those are very advanced areas of expertise, highly sought after. You know, if you're doing any kind of work for Amazon, you want to work for Amazon, AWS, or uh, Google, or Facebook, or any of those uh, organizations, everything's virtualized. Everything is virtualized. Everything's automated. Everything is has some has a high level degree of orchestration between all the different services and applications and everything to get things done. It's the only way that they can scale. All right now, this. I'm going kind of deep into this, but it's it, it's extremely exciting field, highly skilled, high, highly desired and sought after area that some people or a lot of people never really even think about because they just don't know much about it. And it's I wouldn't say it's new; it's been around for ten years, but it's getting mature. And if you're if an organization is not does not have any kind of virtualization in their in their data center, then they're in trouble. They're completely way behind the times wasting a lot of money and the CIO and everybody that's responsible for those technologies should be fired because virtualization is the only way you can keep up. And I'm concluding automation, orchestration, all that good stuff. AI comes into play here as well. There's a degree of artificial intelligence in this area of virtualization. So I'm wrapping all that up underneath there and that falls up underneath the infrastructure and operations generally. That's what I am. I've been VP of INO for FedEx and it's, you know, FedEx, large organizations like FedEx have a mixture of everything and it's extremely complex and difficult to manage and requires a lot of work and a lot of skilled individuals to make it, make everything gel and still, 
Yeah, it's a constant challenge. It's a great industry. I highly recommend it to work towards that path. Going forward um, in this talk, data center engineer can fall up underneath virtualization a lot of times or falls up underneath the systems administration or systems engineering position. But this description of a data center engineer is what I would say is the keep the lights on kind of person, is a facilities type role almost more than a technology type role because they are mostly concerned with space, power, heating and air, cable management, you name it. It's, you know, they've got a huge job on their hands. And for the normal organization that has their own data center of more than, say, 10,000 square foot, it's a full-time job. You need several people to run that space. Now, virtualization helps to shrink all that down and to help manage that space and heat and air and all that good stuff, but it still has to be done. Now, a lot of organizations are co-located and or completely outsourced on their data centers. So the jobs for a data center engineer will be for those colo facilities or colo companies, again, co-location, and or hosting companies. Most companies are getting away from having their own data center. And that includes any company that I manage. If they're if they're a medium-sized business, they should not have a data center, in my opinion. They should be co-located somewhere. Now, now, of course, that all depends on the organization. Every place is different. There's no hard, fast rules. It's just my philosophy on things. So what are some of the helpful certifications in this area? Well, there's a bunch of them, but I'll just cover a few. Again, CompTIA, some uh, Network Plus, they get you in the door or get notice or exposure to network engineering and some other things like security. Security Plus as well. Linux Plus, Cloud Plus, those are all CompTIA certifications that demonstrate that you have some understanding of the technologies. Of course, there's the plethora of certifications underneath Cisco, but I want to, let's just stick with the basics like CCNA. That's the Cisco Certified Network Associate. They've made that more difficult to get, which means it carries more weight. That is an extremely important certification to get if you're in network engineering and or IT security. I tie IT security very much with network engineering. If you're not, if you're an infosec guy or person and you do not understand what goes on at the network level, you don't need to be in infosec in my opinion. I probably stepped on a lot of toes when I said that, but you know what? It's the truth. You know, infosec professional must understand a little bit about all of the technologies and a lot about some of them in order to be able to do their job effectively. Now, there's multiple areas to InfoSec, but we're not there yet. We're getting there. All right, moving away from infrastructure and operations. And this is an area that can fall underneath INO and or application development. So I kind of stuck it off by itself, like I do information security, which is database or data, architecture, administration, etc. So if you're striving to be a DBA or a data architect or anything that has to do with big data, data analytics, etc., etc., that's kind of its own thing, but normally falls up underneath either INO or app development. You will see that it's becoming more and more of a thing to be its own area underneath the CIO or CTO. What are the different jobs within this big category? Well, you can have your traditional DBA, your database administration, which means Microsoft SQL or Oracle or something like that. Um, there are, there's many other, there's some open source databases, there's some used to be open source databases like MySQL who have been swallowed up by companies like Oracle uh, that have special uses in big data and things like that. Um, there's so many different areas within just the DBA realm. It's, this is a, you know, one time someone asked me about 15 years ago, hey, if you, know, you were to give advice to somebody, what should they do 
in IT, and of course me being, I was a network engineer uh, and an InfoSec guy, this person asked me what would be my recommendation for them to get into IT and do. This was 15 years ago, okay? And I said, data. Be either a DBA or or a data architect. Get into the data of things, because guess what? Everything in IT surrounds the data. That's what we're all about. We are there to manage the data. It's information, okay? This is information. Everything surrounds the data, the information of an organization, everything that IT does. This is the core. So if you want to be, you get the closest thing to job security you can get, it's getting close to the data. The closer you are to the data, the better off you are in that uh, aspect. However, you had better enjoy the details of data analysis or the details of you know, database administration. It's, it's almost like having an application development type mindset. You must really get into the math that, or the, you know, the analytics, the, all the different aspects of data engineering. And mostly these areas do require a degree. Uh, you know, the, the data analytics and those kinds of things do require degrees. However, a DBA does not necessarily require, require a degree, but they do require uh, a very high level or a mid to high level uh, certification like Microsoft Database Administration certifications or Oracle. Getting into this, those certifications, what's helpful for you? Well, Microsoft Oracle certifications. There's a big data certification out there by Cloudera called the CCDH. Uh, that's something that's, um, you know, something to strive for. Not necessarily an entry level though. So moving on, getting out of that area, we're going into the application development, the VP of, of application and development. What's underneath that person? And of course you can replace VP with manager, depending on the size of the organization. I'm sticking with VP, sounds better. What a broad, uh, this, is, this is such a broad topic as well. If you're not getting the theme here, each one of these areas in IT have many different disciplines underneath them. So there's so much to choose from, and I know it's overwhelming. Application development. Some of the things underneath an app development organization. You will have applications and engineering, application administration and support. Well, you ask, what's the difference between the application administration and application engineering? Application administration are people who are intimately familiar with the specific application, whether it be an HR application, a financial application like Oracle EBS or CRM, you know, customer relationship management application. Those people are experts in those applications and they configure them to present them to the user in the way to help them do their job in the most efficient, effective manner. You might say, well, but you know, can't you just take the application, install it, and boom, there it is? It's not that's not how it works in larger organizations and even some of the smaller organizations. An off-the-shelf application is meant to be configured for the organization, no matter how large or or small, to use it to the best. You know, take the things out of it that they want that helps them do their business or helps them reach their goals and how their users do their job. So they tailor the application or customize the application to the individuals that are actually getting the work done, so they can get the done, so they can get that work done faster, more effective. That's an application administrator and support individual. Some people would spend their whole careers, 20 plus years, in a single application. But they know it 
backwards and forwards, and they can get a job doing just that. Uh, very much um, focused uh, discipline. And of course, the you know, I put the DBA under here as well. Uh, so database administration can fit under this uh, organization of you know application and systems development. Some and most of the times they do. It just all depends on the on the company. All right, the next department under the CIO will be the VP of IT Services. Now, this department is mostly for large organizations that have a very mature IT organization and have a need. The business is large enough that has a need for a lot of coordination between the business and IT in order to create and deliver systems and applications. So uh, what goes on underneath the VP of IT Services? And this is the name changes, okay, of this department, depending on who you go, what organization you're you're looking at. They'll they might name it something totally different. However, underneath this department you'll have project management personnel, quality assurance people. Um, some people think, well, what's quality assurance? Well, those are the people who make sure that the products that IT's turning out are right. They're correct. They're exactly what the business needed. That's what quality assurance is. You know, they make sure there are no errors, no glitches, no bugs in the in the code or what have you. If there is, they toss it back to the uh, application and development team to fix, etc. So quality assurance is extremely important in, in large organizations where when you're delivering products that have a lot huge impact on the bottom line, you want to make sure it's right. And especially if you're developing things for sale, uh, you know, to market. And uh, risk management. This is another area of expertise underneath the VP of IT services, risk management. You know, sounds kind of bureaucratic, right? Your risk management is a industry of itself. And a lot of times information security will fall underneath risk management, but it is still a discipline that uh, is a requirement in large organizations to ensure that whatever IT is doing, whatever the business is asking IT to do, does not harm the business. That's the bottom line. They measure the risk of all the different activities that are going on within IT and give their opinion on the best way of going about something in order to minimize that risk. And of course, last but not least, I've already I've spoken about it time and time again, mainly because I'm jaded and I, that's one of the areas that I'm heavily involved in is IT security, InfoSec. Definitely don't need a degree to get into InfoSec. You need experience certifications, know-how, that kind of thing. But InfoSec is a huge area to get into. I'll break it down into two different paths within InfoSec. You've got the technical path, then you have the administration path. The technical path is where you will want to be the hacker, right? If you want to be a certified ethical hacker, you'll be under the te technical path. If you want to be a vulnerability scanner or a, uh, you know, a pen tester, that's going to be under the technical side of things. The administration side, well, of course, you're going to have management, but you also have auditing. You have you know, compliance uh, and things like that. So it's you know two different paths underneath a single discipline. So how do you make sense out of all of this? You know, I've spoke about, that's basically the entire IT organization I put into a nutshell in about, you know, 20 some odd minutes. And there's, and these spawn off into so many different things. After I've overwhelmed you with all those different areas and responsibilities and, and how they might be mixing and matching underneath, you know, you know w within each other, I want to kind of break it down and, and make it simple for you. My program is all about getting a job or getting hired in IT without having to have a degree. 
getting you there as quickly as possible. You know, I do recommend people to start, if you have zero experience within IT, you know, start in the end user department. Despite that you love to code or, or create games or whatever, but you have no experience doing it in a commercial fashion, you really need to start off somewhere, right? In the Because if you look out and look at your job descriptions, they all require some kind of experience in IT. Well, end-user support is where you get that experience. If you're into gaming or or into programming and want to, you know, but can't seem to get that job as a programmer, you don't have a degree, um, get into end-user support and maybe go towards that that user experience engineering path. Get in there as a support technician and work your way into a, a user experience engineer. And then from there, where you'll be interfacing a lot with the applications folks, or transition into the application department. You see how, how those paths kind of work that way? That's something I can really help you do uh, as you go along your path. But let's keep it simple and keep it basic. Understand each one of these disciplines and how what may appeal to you on each one. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to put out a, a worksheet that's going to help you uh, identify which one appeals to you the most. I'll put in descriptions of each one and what you might be doing, and that will help you kind of determine, hey, you know, this sounds kind of cool. Bottom line is, it doesn't really matter where you start as long as you get started. And as you get your foot in the door, you start realizing what things are all about. You start seeing everything going on, and you'll start gravitating one way or the other. And you may have your goal of becoming a developer, but as you get in your, in your foot in the door, you, you can have, get a closer look at what the developers do. You may change your mind or, you, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And this is the type of development that really appeals to me. So you can really narrow down and focus in whether you want to be a you know, C-sharp programmer, C++, I'm getting old school, or you want to go and be a Java developer or a you know, .NET or what have you. By getting your foot in the door, it opens your eyes to all these different things and people who can give you feedback and tell you, you know, you can see what they do. You can ask them questions, et cetera. They can really help you out. So you can really develop your path just by getting your foot in the door. So let's, let's stay focused on the easiest way for you to get your foot in the door that will align you with your goal of which area you want to get into. Go to itcareerguy.com. Underneath the resources section, I'm going to put out a worksheet that's going to list out as much as I can of all these different disciplines, starting with the most basic and how they may branch off into the into the more uh, skilled disciplines of IT. So with that being said, if you have any questions whatsoever or just need some more one-on-one feedback, you know, some give and take, get you know, get in touch with me. Go to my my website, itcareerguy.com/contact. Or you can email me directly at Daryl, D-A-R-R-E-L-L, at itcareerguy.com. I'm here to help you. I do provide coaching, one-on-one help. I can make it very affordable for you and help you accelerate your job search process. Okay, get you there as quick as possible. That's what I'm all about. So until next time, live life with a purpose.